0: This episode of Fuel for the Soul is powered by ASICS. Head over to ASICS.com and sign up for a one ASICS account. It's completely free, and when you sign up, you'll receive 10% off your first purchase. You'll also gain access to exclusive colorways on ASICS.com, free standard shipping, special birthday month discounts, and more.
1: This is Thomas with Believe in the Run,
2: and this is Megan with Believe in the Run, and this is Megan with Featherstone Nutrition,
1: a.k.a. the Berlin Destroyer, Feathers.
0: That was good. You finally, I feel like you nailed it. It's been a while. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's on. He's on today.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? What is it? I had Speedworks and my brain is clear. Ooh. That's it.
0: Workout day. Workout day gets a good Thomas.
1: It does. I don't know what it does. There's like crap in my brain sockets. Yeah. And running kind of like it like blows the dust out of them. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm good for the day. Like I may get a good Thomas until around five and then I just fizzle out.
0: But um, question for you. What did you feel with after your run?
1: Kodiak oatmeal, <laughs> Kodiak cakes oatmeal. Is it Kodiak cakes? No, it's just Kodiak. Say? OK, that's what I was going to say. Kodiak cakes are just the pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. Why we throw all the cake on there.
0: Because I think they were known for that originally, maybe. So It's peak oatmeal.
1: And guess what, people? It's a new sponsor. So if you want to support the show, you know, we're sponsored by Asics. We're sponsored now by Kodiak Brands of Nutrition, which is Feathers Approved. Feathers, tell them why.
2: You're eating it right now. I am eating it right now. It's yeah, absolutely that's rude. delicious. That's right. Well, I'm sorry. To it's hear good.
1: Add and you're, you got your mouth full of oatmeal.
2: <laughs> we gotta prove that it's delicious, right? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. here's the gym. Are you, you guys on toast? Oh, I could probably toast it. Yeah, <laughs> pile it up on a piece of toast. I mean, toast crunks, here we come. Um no, but I mean you guys always hear that how important it is that we make sure we hit our carb and our protein needs. Cue this peak oatmeal and it's got twenty grams of protein in it, part uh, from whey protein, part from pea protein, and then if you need more protein than twenty These grams, like carrots. I do, I made it with uh, milk, so it got even more protein in it. So phenomenal, it's delightful. Do you know what
1: Megan does? She throws she a does. big thing of yogurt on it. Oh yeah, I I add I yogurt to mine, but
2: and I make it with water,
0: so yeah, I get the protein that way. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so for my workout today, when I finished, I had a protein powder, then I had the Kodiak cakes. And I did splash Kodiak
0: peak oatmeal. I
1: keep wanting to call it Kodiak cakes. Kodiak's peak oatmeal. But I put in the I put milk in with it as well. I like that. I don't know if I was a little kid, my mom used to put the moat of milk around the oatmeal and then brown Mm. sugar in the center. You don't need the brown sugar with this because it's I'd say it's on the sweeter side.
0: But what's interesting is that there's actually forty percent less sugar in this than their other um, oatmeal Oatmeal. brands. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. But it yep. does, it's not, it's not, it tastes sweet, don't you think? Yeah, it does. It's good. Okay, so we've got three flavors. We have banana nut, we have the blueberry and cream, and the maple brown sugar. Which one's your favorite?
0: Uh, maple brown sugar for me.
2: This Go is ahead, the only honey. one I've tried yet, is maple brown sugar, because it reminds me of my childhood, because that's what I used to eat when I was a kid. But I have to try the yeah. other one still. What about you, team?
1: I have to say, I, I so the last place I thought... I would like would be the banana nut i don't know i'm not a banana nut kind of guy but it wasn't bad no
0: it is really good and i didn't think i was gonna like it either yeah it's so uh, good
1: and the blueberries and cream it's actually really nice Mm -hmm. i actually think it's it's i'm surprised i'm not as big as an oatmeal guy as megan megan throughout the summer and i don't i don't Mm -hmm. know how you do it in the summer i'm not definitely not an oatmeal person in the summer (laughs) but as it starts to cool off And it starts to be sweater weather. Maybe I pull out my hoodie. Sweater weather. Yeah. (laughs) That oatmeal, it hits.
2: Well, my mind went a million places with this. I was like, we can do a lot with this. Like, you could jazz this up and make overnight oats with it for summer Mm -hmm. if you don't want something hot. Like, I love the nutrition on this. And I think you can amp up protein. You can amp up carbs. Like, you can play with it to make it, like, whatever you need um, for your recovery nutrition, which is pretty cool. Okay, I'm going to challenge you then. Okay. I I, I think we need a couple recipes
1: of... Stuff that we could do with this oatmeal. Because you know what I like is my favorite version of oatmeal? Cookies. Ooh. And I'm sure that we could create a protein
2: cookie Here, with this. Here, in on this. This will be, oh yeah, easy peasy. Cookies, overnight oats. Uh, I don't know. Something else too. Blender muffins.
0: All right. So um, if you guys want to get in on this deliciousness, we have a discount code. You can go to KodiakCakes.com slash B-I-R- and then you get 20% off um, a bunch of peak oatmeal.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, they just took out the T? It's just B-I-R?
2: Yeah. All hmm. right. I wondered it's about easy. the same thing. Leap and yeah. run.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's fine. Forget the the. We don't need <laughs> the the. It'll work. Hey, it's you just want the discount. You don't care. I'll also
0: put the link in the show notes. So if you are confused, just go there and click that button. Make yeah. it easy.
1: But so far, they haven't missed with a product yet. Yeah, so, um, very good. We were very happy to have them as a sponsor. And just so you know, when we take on a sponsor, first thing we do is we saw if Feathers would approve it nutrition-wise. This is so true. I've turned so a lot down. the thumbs up on <laughs> – yeah, once we, we got the nutrition, yeah, this is why you don't hear about ketos, <laughs> uh, like the ketone drinks on, on, the, on this show. But uh, we, she vets it from a nutritional standpoint – and then Meg and I obviously taste it, and if it tastes right, and the nutrition's there, that's why we, we, would, we would only, because we want you guys to be able to trust the stuff that we're saying. Yeah, and only the good stuff. Yeah, if we're throwing out something that's garbage, we don't want you to think. Not going to happen. The <laughs> rest of their information's garbage, too.
0: Okay, let's talk about what we're all really here for, Megan, and that is all things Berlin Marathon. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. I don't we either. To talk about the hydration bottles. We got to talk about how you carb loaded. The actual race, the weather. I mean, you start. Wait, can we
1: start so with her? Things. Her goal was to mm. go sub two three fifty fifty. Two fifty. Well, go. she did. She also went sub three. <laughs> i I'm, I'm sure that three fifty was also a goal. Yes, but sub two fifty, <laughs> and she ended up where Megan two
0: forty nine fifty five. And she clocked the last mile of sub six to make it happen. Okay. And
1: can, what was the sound that you made <laughs> when you found out when we were watching all the way from the United States, we see feathers bobbing along. And what did you say?
0: Well, I was tracking her on the app and then she showed up on the TV. And so we were like freaking out and you could see the time clock. But I knew that that time clock was kind of off because you didn't start right when it started. Mm-hmm. So then I was trying to refresh the app, and I, for whatever reason, couldn't see the final number. And it was like she's finished, and I was like, "But what does it say?" And so, like, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, no, she did like 250." Like, like not that five seconds matters, but right. you know, I'm like, "This was the goal." And then yeah. all of a sudden, I see 249.55, and I just go. <gasps> you could hear it in the audio of the video we posted. It was amazing. You, what,
1: there were, you also said something like, "Oh my god," or what did you say? I don't know. I was, uh, it it was, was in my mind. What was Super it? Cute. Was a pure moment. And what was exciting about it is, if you don't know, Megan, not Feathers, but Megan, provides Feathers with coaching. So Mm -hmm. Megan had a horse in this race (laughs) and was like on pins and needles waiting to see how you would do. I
0: mean, we were up at 3 a.m. on a Sunday morning to watch this all unfold.
2: And you did
1: not disappoint. Yeah, yeah. So let's hear about it.
2: Oh, man, I know that when I saw that video, because it looked like maybe there was a lag in the TV coverage, because you knew that I made my goal before you see me cross the finish line. And and it's just the cutest thing ever. Like, oh, I just I watched I sat on my bed just rewatching it. And I might have cried a little bit. And I was like, this is the cutest thing ever. Um, Anyway, so Berlin, honestly, like what an experience. I mean, it was – I didn't really have a whole lot of expectations going there. I'd never been to Germany before. I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, And it was incredible. Like if anybody's on the fence about going that far for a race, like it was was pretty freaking cool. So I highly recommend it, A. And B, it's also massive. So one of the biggest differences I saw, like thinking about the day – of the actual race, right? We've done Boston, we've done New York City, we've done Chicago. All of those have like waves for all the amount of runners. So, as I'm sitting there in one of the press conferences, they said there was 39,912 people registered or something crazy like that. So, immediately I look up, like, okay, how many ran New York City? Like, how does this compare to a race I've run before? So, about that many finished New York when we all ran it last year. So, I was like, okay, but then I'm like, wait, there were three waves for that. At Berlin, they're literally. They have the corrals closed until 9.05 when the um, uh, wheelchairs go. And from 9.05 to 9.15, they're like, hop in. We're going in 10 minutes. So there's literally over 30,000 people like trying to get into these corrals to start. I mean, you guys have seen the videos. It is just wall to wall people. So I was a little bit like, is this going to freak me out that there's this many people? Like I've never been. And I was like, you know what? Like it is what it is. Just hop in. Me and the guy that we're starting together literally just hopped the fence because there was no way we would have gotten into our corral and up to the 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 front. front. which and we knew we needed to be in the front so we didn't get like slowed down but i mean i've never seen anything like this in my life
0: you were in corral b and when we were chatting beforehand we were a little worried because we were like why aren't you in a how far back were you from the start corral a
2: was tiny there was not many people in corral a yeah okay all right
1: so i'm i'm gonna do two things one i'm gonna say chicago has a similar i mean even though they kind of split it up it's a mass start Mm -hmm. and it's it's a bunch of people you've run chicago
2: Oh, it feels it felt so much bigger. Like it was wild. It was four oh, wow. four lanes deep, solid, head to head to head to head. Like it was wild. Yeah. But everybody starts together. The elite men, the elite women, all of us. Everybody but the wheelchair. So it's just wow. like this mass like start. Um and it was just insane. It was honestly, we were at the very front of Corral B and we had a really hard time getting to pace that first mile. Like there was a decent amount of bobbing and weaving, probably for the first seven miles. I felt like I had to be really careful because I got behind people and, like, the pace was slowing way too much. So there was there was a little bit of weaving. So I'm sure if we would have been in the back, it would have been a nightmare. So,
1: yeah. Okay, so Megan had said one time that running Boston, uh, she was held up in the beginning because of the crowd, and she actually thinks it benefited her because mm-hmm. it kept her honest the first couple of miles. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like maybe – I mean, bobbing and weaving, though, takes a lot of energy – but did it help to maybe control your your jitters and your pace off the bat?
2: I think so. yeah, I think it did. Yeah. I know I talked to Meg beforehand, like I'm usually not somebody who like starts out too hot like I'm usually pretty pretty good at like keeping a pretty conservative pace at the beginning of a marathon um, shorter distances, different story, but um <laughs> yeah, no, I think it went pretty well and there was like. I guess there's all these people like protesting climate control or something over there so they were talking about how they were going to like super glue their hands to the 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 course and I didn't actually see that I would just
1: run right over somebody who did oh, that right. by the way like if you want to like catapult off their back <laughs> Yeah After I've trained for months to run a race and you decide that you want to protest, it's the wrong form.
2: But there was – so what they had done was dumped paint. So I was kind of like, I don't want to run through paint. What if it's slippery? So I did kind of do like this dance around a couple gallons of paint at the beginning. I was like, this is crazy. Uh, Let me ask you – I know this
1: isn't about protest, but what's the point of that? Like, are you punishing the runners? Like –
2: yeah who are you trying to also seems
0: like paint on is not good for the environment
1: yeah
2: (laughs) good point very good point i didn't (laughs) think about that i just didn't want it on my shoes (laughs) we're
1: gonna dump oil to protest climate warming Uh, or climate change
2: that's pretty crazy for sure
0: okay wait let's i know we're already into the race here but i just realized we kind of need to backtrack a little bit because i want to know carb loading how that went and then also morning what did what did we eat beforehand?
2: Berlin is a carb loader's dream, let me just tell you. Like, there are carbs everywhere. Like, whatever their subway system is called... You can buy, like, soft pretzels at any stop, and it's, like, legit. The pretzels like, look
1: amazing. Oh, my
2: gosh. It, insanity. And then the fresh bread everywhere, I went and found an Aldi, clearly, and they literally had, like, the most beautiful fresh bread that you could buy for, like, 40 cents. Like, a huge loaf of bread for, like, 40 cents. Like, it was very inexpensive to carb load there. I think I spent, like, $9 at Aldi and was, like, set for three days. Um, wow. and you know, like it, it, everywhere had just the best bread. I had this like burrata pizza that I got a bunch of carbs out of. And then, like, another day I had a burrata like sourdough sandwich. I mean, it was just, it was so easy to carb load there. And there was just so many wonderful options. Um, so you so said the Germans love their bread? Oh, yeah. I mean, unbelievably. Yeah. And so I had a lot of soft, I think I had four soft pretzels the day before the race. So that was the majority yes. of my carb load that day. And then, Those of course,
1: Yeah. The pretzels really, like,
2: that was, I was like, mm. 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 Yeah, and then, uh, of course, I had grams. So I took two whole boxes of grams, and I came home with two little sleeves. So I had, like, four sleeves of grams over the amount of time. And, of course, that's what I ate the morning of the race. I woke up and had four grams in my hotel room with a cup of coffee, which they have great coffee there, too. And, um then I took espresso? some grams with me. Like, what did you have? Yeah. In, it was like this little espresso yeah. machine, like these little teen. which I was like, I don't know how many of these I need to drink for my caffeine. So I just like drank two and yeah. Um And then the race starts a little bit later. So it starts at 9.15. So I knew I needed to probably eat twice beforehand. So I took some grams with me um, to the race and ate some there. And I saw some people eating like having their whole box of graham crackers at the start line, sitting there eating them. And I, of course, took pictures. And then someone tagged someone like- that found them. It was great. Do you feel yeah. like you are the she, originator? She is. because yeah, graham- I think that so. that
0: person that you tagged said that they were a fan, right? They, like, yeah. That you were the reason they had a box of graham yeah. crackers.
2: yeah. I was That's like, you should have come and said hi. I was literally sitting across from her. And I was like, you should have come and say hi. She was like, I was nervous. So let this be known. If you see me, please come say hi, especially if you're eating graham crackers. If you're,
1: yeah. You got to take a picture with feathers with a box yeah. of graham crackers. The, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know anybody who's done more for graham crackers than you. <laughs> you
2: know? You know? It's just pure love. I don't get a cent from them. I actually pay for my Graham crackers,
0: <laughs> which is absolutely ridiculous. Feel for the soul should be sponsored by Graham's because between <laughs> yeah. us, that we probably go through so many boxes, oh. it's not even real. I'm,
1: an, I'm yeah. a I'm a nibbler. I had one before my workout yeah. today, but like I'm not as like addicted to it as this Megan here. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. One other thing that happened race morning, Megan, is you got to drop bottles. So yes. talk to us about. That.
2: Okay, so Berlin Marathon is the only marathon I'm, I'm aware of that has something called personal hydration bottles. So anyone running the race can drop bottles. Anyone, anyone, anyone. Yes, there's like how do they any, do that any, for anyone. that
1: many people? There's you said that there was like over thirty thousand people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You're telling me that it's a smart decision to to leave a bottle out. And I
2: think most people probably aren't right. I, Right. So that was my thought. So I went back and forth in the week before because I was like, I need to take bottles if I'm going to do this, you know. So I was trying to decide, am I going to do it? And one day I'd be like, no, like Thomas is saying, there's going to be too many. I'm never going to find it. And then right before I left, literally the night before I went and got some bottles because I was like, this is a phenomenal experiment, right? Like, we got to talk about this. If anybody's going to try this and see if it works, it should totally be me. So my thought was there could be a million here. I need to go buy the most obnoxious bottles and do something to, make them stand out. So in my mind, I was going to get bottles and put like really bright um, uh, duct tape on it and maybe some pipe cleaners so that I could grab it so it would stand a little bit taller. Well, I get to the grocery store and none of those things existed. And I was like, I'm not going to another store. So I found these bottles that were on sale for $1.97 that you pulled on and they like expanded and they were like bright pink and bright purple, like tie dye. And I was like, perfect. And then I was like, something needs to stick out. And so there was this bright pink ruler sitting right next to him. And I'm like, well, I'm going to rubber band a ruler to it because you have to write your name, your bib number and what kilometer you wanted it at. So I was like, I'll just write that up the ruler, thinking that I'm an idiot and like I'm going to show up with these bottles and they're going to stand out like a you know sore thumb I get there mine were tame there was feathers attached to things like really tall like peacock feathers which clearly I should have done that there was like people who had twisted foil like two feet long and attached it to their bottle it was absolutely insane so when I drop them off I'm just laughing at this point because I'm like there's no way I'm ever gonna find these it's literally a semi-truck that has like (laughs) milk crates of water bottles lined up in it Mm. But to be honest, it wasn't as many as I thought it was going to be. Like, it was a lot of bottles, but for as many people that ran, I was like, it's not that crazy. So I chose to, I started with a handheld and I knew I would finish it by around the half. So I chose to put it at the 25 and the 30K, thinking, hopefully, I can find one of them, right? Like, obviously, I don't need two bottles 5K apart, but I was like, maybe I'll miss one. Maybe I'll grab the other one. So that was kind of my logic there. Plus, it was like, 54 degrees at the start, and it was going to get up into the upper 60s by the time we were done, which for me, way too hot. So I was like, you actually probably do need one of these bottles in the second half of the race. So while I wasn't banking on it, I was hoping, very much hoping that I would find them. Um, So fast forward, I ended up finishing my bottle by like 11 miles. So I held on to it, hoping I would find it at 25K and could just dump it so then I could carry you know my own bottle instead of this goofy bottle with a ruler hook to it, um, but the 25K mark rolled up, and I was running with Frank from A6, and he, I told him what it looked like, too, so he was kind of keeping an eye out for it, and I'm looking, and I was like, I, I'm not going to stop, right? I maybe slowed down a couple seconds, but I was like, I'm not going to like actually stop and look for it, so I was like, well, we didn't get it there, so at that point, I threw my handheld because I was like, I'm done holding this, you know? thinking I'm just not going to find one. I need to start drinking water. So the next aid station that came up, I drank some water. And then, you know, next thing we know, it's the 30K. And at this point, I'm alone. I'm not running with any of the people I started with. And I found it. And I was so excited. (laughs) So I ripped the ruler off of it so it wasn't, like, hitting me in the face. And I started drinking it. And it was like, you know when you get so dehydrated during a race and you get water and you're just like, I need it all. And you're, like, chugging it. (laughs) So I, like, stopped. And I was like, if you chug this all, like, this is not going to be good. So I drank probably half of it, and at, by this point Frank's back up next to me, and I'm like, "Do you want some?" And he was like, "No," and I was like, well, "I'm going to throw it. I'm not going to drink the rest of it." And he was like, "Yeah, I want it," and he's like, he chucked the rest <laughs> of it. So between the two of us, we, you know, I think it was super helpful to have you know the extra fluid and electrolytes there. So all of this ramble to say, I think it's worth trying. Like I totally okay, think it's he, worth trying.
1: Here's the question: So you, the first bottle you didn't find, and no. you, you tossed your bottle to the side. Yeah. You were allowed how many bottles total? Just the two?
2: No. There was like eight or ten options of where you could drop bottles. You could do all of them so if you wanted. So you
1: could have, had, you could have mm-hmm. had like missed stops and then just found yeah. the next one or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Secondly, were you mentally prepared? Like if this bottle thing doesn't work out, I'm just going with the mm-hmm. on course uh, hydration. What was on course for you, if, if, you were, if you weren't drinking water?
2: So that was the problem. There are no electrolytes on course at the Berlin Marathon. None. So I'm glad that they allow personal hydration. There's water. There's Morton. I think it's the 160, which doesn't have sodium in it. And then there's hot sweetened tea. So those are your what? three drinks that you can get. So there is zero hot, electrolytes. Mm-hmm.
1: I've mm-hmm. never heard anybody train with hot sweet tea.
2: Yeah. Well, we're not from Europe, I guess. Maybe they do over there. I don't know.
1: Do you stop and get like lady fingers or
2: something <laughs> with it? No? I think that was the Paris marathon that had the cake. <laughs>
0: I've never heard of a marathon, or I guess I just didn't realize the Berlin Marathon didn't have electrolytes of any kind. Like, I, there's well, no other major that the Morton, does that. The
1: Mortons probably, as a sponsor, mm-hmm. they want to be the hydration mm-hmm. solution for people. Mm-hmm. So I do think that, I mean, it's a great alternative to be able to, like, instead of having gels or something like that, you could be taking the, nu- the nutrition from the Morton on the way, but mm-hmm. it would kind of, you would have... Like, I don't think a lot of people understand that sodium is key to not getting those cramps
2: at the end. So I want to be honest with you. I saw more people hurling at the finish line than I've ever seen in my entire life. You know that like sand, they throw over barf, like when a kid barfs at school, uh-huh. they had that. I think it's like sawdust. Or the something. entire yeah. finish line was covered in that. Like obviously yeah. everyone was just, and I, I have to throw out there that like nausea and inability to absorb your nutrition is lack of electrolytes for a lot of people. So I have to wonder, like literally I've never, and it, it was warm, don't get me wrong. It was 10 degrees warmer than most of us want a marathon to be, but it wasn't crazy, right? so the fact yeah. that that many people were woozy at the end tons of people cramping throwing up like it of course my mind has to twirl to like did these people just not get enough electrolytes and it happened to be a slightly warmer day you know while they were out there
1: I mean it doesn't seem too far-fetched did mm-hmm. you see the amount of snot coming out of Ilya Kipchoge's <laughs> nose during the race?
2: no I didn't
1: oh my god it made the race really hard to watch oh my god
2: was he sick Maybe
0: there was Morton streaming <sighs> out of his nose like oh the gosh.
1: entire
2: race. Well, I it saw was... him afterwards and he didn't seem sick.
1: <laughs> well, they probably not sure what was happening. Yeah, there. we're not sure what was going on there. But there was two <gasps> distinct streams flying out of his nose yeah. for the last at least half of the marathon. Yeah. And All the time. He oh Meg was like, Why didn't he wipe his face? He's gotta be able to feel it. I did see him like licking his lips like to check <laughs> what was going mm-hmm. on. And I'm mm-hmm. sure he was like, Okay. So yeah. maybe there's a new way. To so get continuous Morton's, that he's figured out like a 360 loop.
2: We have absorption in our nose, apparently, or he does. He does. I mean, look
1: apparently. up any photos from the race. Yeah,
2: and zoom in. I'll his have to. I'll have to. Yeah. 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 That's wild. It was, well, he it, won, it, it, so whatever it takes. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's yeah. Megan crazy.
1: was Megan was having trouble with it when we were watching the yeah the feed.
2: I could see that. I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah. On, um, the,
1: on the flip side the The woman had wasn't even breathing hard.
0: Yeah, she was having Crazy. an easy day out there. Um, okay, let's go back yeah. to, back kind of to the start line where yeah. you eventually get out of the crowds and stuff. Did yeah. you start with a Morton?
2: Yes. Yeah. So I took a caffeinated Morton at the start or ten minutes before, like I always do, and then I decided. So this is one thing that I've talked to people, a few people about recently, like we probably want to take our gels when our perceived exertion is a little lower. So like I typically take them every 30 minutes, but it was like 22 minutes in and like it felt easy. And I'm like, take your gel now, you know, because when we take a gel, it's going to bump our heart rate up a little bit, you know, so I kind of took that free flowing vibe while I was out there to like take it maybe a little bit earlier um, and when I was feeling really good. So I took them at like 22 and 50 instead of 30 and 60. So then the rest of the race, I just kind of started taking them a little bit early And by the time I got at mile 17, they were handing out Morton gels. So that was the only gel like depot on the course. Like we know Boston had three Morton stations and there was literally just this one. And I carried all my own gels. But I was like, I think I'm going to take an extra (laughs) like game time decision. I was like. I've been taking these early. I think I can fit another one in. So I grabbed an extra one just in case, right? So I ended up taking seven gels, and I usually take six. Wow. And then I took a serving and a half a scratch. So of course, I had to do the math afterwards. So it ended up that I took like 74 grams of carbs an hour, whereas past marathons, I've only taken like 60. And it... I really think it really, really helped, um, both mentally and physically. So I think we think of hitting the wall physically where we can't continue to hold paces. But for me, I also really feel it mentally. Like when I start to give up a little bit or I feel like, I like, I, do I really have to keep doing this? Can I keep doing this? And your your mental thought kind of gets a little negative. That's when I would take my gel and I'd feel better in like 10 minutes, right? Because carbs okay. fuel our brain too.
1: That This is a thing. Actually, on our long run this uh weekend i was running with robbie and you came up because you say it takes 10 minutes for you to get the benefits of uh, a gel where both of us feel like the minute we take it there's like a rush and it's not like a i was like well maybe it's a psychological rush but it's it's it can't be because we just feel more energized and we are running what's happening?
2: Yeah, no, there's something to that too. So we have receptors for carbohydrates in our mouth. So as soon as our mouth, it's not the sweet, right? Like if it's an artificial sweetener, it's not that it's literally sugar. So when we have sugar in our mouth, those receptors tell our brain like, yo, sugar's coming. So that's what you're feeling. You're feeling that rush of your body recognizing that it's about to get sugar. And then in, you know, 10 to 12 minutes is when your body actually has it. So you and Robbie must just notice I don't notice that rush when I first take Mm. it. It's not until it hits my bloodstream that I notice it. But you obviously do. So that's you're feeling both. Party. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We we got to get to the Mm -hmm. rave piece Mm -hmm. of Berlin too. We'll save that for the end. Um, Uh, Well, that I want to know your
1: fueling system that got you to that point. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) Woof. So yeah, that's exactly what you guys were feeling. So. You know that was one. Thing. And granted, like if we haven't practiced taking more fuel, obviously we don't want to do that on race day for the first time. But like I was very confident that this was fine for me. Um, do you also I'm, think
1: the Morton it makes a difference? Like, would any yeah. gel help, or is that whole buffer your intestines? Uh, thing? So
2: the hydrogel technology of a Morton is in theory going to allow you to take more carbs per hour than perhaps other types of fuel. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean you couldn't with other fuel, but yeah, it, it's a little, there's a little more of a safeguard there with the hydrogel. Yeah.
0: And you practiced obviously with Morton's all throughout training, but not yeah. taking in this much, but Mm-mm. you weren't concerned about taking in a bit more on race day.
2: No. And cause my stomach felt wonderful. Like I had zero, okay. like you guys know, Boston, my stomach was a mess. Like I had zero stomach issues the whole time. So I knew I was like, if you can get more in right now, you know, and since I had started a little early from the get-go. It's not like I was piling too much on at once. It was just I needed another one towards the end. Um, and it worked great. Like, I think from now on, I'll probably aim for a little more than I thought I needed. Um, but it's just kind of good to play seven around with Seven
1: for your pace. Like, I can understand seven for yeah. somebody who's out there a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But seven for your pace finishing sub 250. Mm-hmm. That seems like a lot of gels.
2: yeah. It is. It is. It didn't feel like a lot while you're out there, though. You know, like, it kind of helps you break it up, like, what you're, you know, doing. When did you take the last one? That's what I was trying to remember. I think I took it at, like, 2.15 was my last one I had, and then I took that extra one. I think it was, like, 2.30. It was pretty soon after because I was like, oof, man, I'm tired. Like, I need a little extra love here. And in the back of my mind when I picked up that extra one at mile 17, I was thinking, like, I think we're going to try to get an extra. Like, I felt good, but I was like, I think I'm going to try to get an extra one in. Um, But, yeah, I'm a huge proponent of pushing the limits just a little bit with that because I do think – And I guess a lot of this goes back to I was at peak performance out there, right? Like I was literally pushing as hard as I could without blowing up the whole time I was out there. And we know we torch more carbohydrates when we're really trying to PR a marathon to the top of our fitness level, whatever pace that is. Um, So I was like, well, let's just try a little more. So from – you've run
1: New York, Chicago, Berlin. Am I missing any other majors? Boston. 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 Yeah. Okay. So four out of the six. How does the Berlin course compare to the other four that you've run?
2: Um, I would have to agree with the notion out there that it's the fastest. Like I do think that it's it, – there's a lot of turns. So if you look at my Strava, I ran 26.7 miles. <laughs> so yeah,
0: that hurt I, my heart a little bit.
2: I think a little bit of it was GPS though. I think I need a new watch. I think a little bit – I think – Anyways, that's Kipchoge has a special yeah. edition. Now. I know, right? I need that. <laughs> you
0: know, I got the same one. Ah, ah I
2: love. So, it.
1: what what makes it a fast yeah. course? Like, why do you feel like it, it's a faster? It's course?
2: just very flat. I, I, it's even flatter than Chicago. You know, so and oh, there's that seems and crazy. the other thing about it is, um, the second half is very uh, shaded. So when the sun came out, you'd have like a 200 meter stretch of sun, but then you'd have a huge break in the shade. And because of the way the buildings are, no matter the wind, I don't think the wind will ever affect that course, truthfully. And the, the race director that like made the course w- came on this bus tour with us and was basically telling us that same thing. He's like, wind is just never going to be an issue out here, which makes sense because have you ever heard yeah. of like, oh, Berlin was windy today? Like, we've never yeah, heard that, no. you know? So I think that's a piece of it. I think that it's flat. The other thing is every road looks the same. It's like mom and pop businesses on the first floor and then three stories above it like literally the entire way. So it's really easy to just zone out and go and not really know where you are. And like, it's just, I don't know. Like it was just kind of easy to, to just kind of lose yourself in it and just kind of focus on running.
0: I also was shocked at the caliber of athletes out there because we were watching the live stream and the finish line was packed with people from 2.30 on. Yeah. Like, Like, so were you running with people the entire yeah. time?
2: Entire time. I made friends with these two guys from Nebraska that were trying to go, I think, like 247. And obviously, I mean, I think they beat me by like four seconds, you know. But there was people that we were kind of jocking with the whole time. So I was always, there was a couple women, but I mean, it was mostly men, you know, that I was running around. But yeah, it was crazy crowded, really fast. When I finished, my mom sent me a screenshot. And she was like, you finished 106th overall. I was like, mom, of the females. (laughs) like Not not overall. (laughs)
0: Still, that's insane. Yeah. Out of yeah. out of 20,000 women?
2: I was kind of bummed I... cuz I finished in the top 100 for Boston and then I was like, "Wait, Megan, this was a much bigger race. Like you can't be bummed about <laughs> that. That's ridiculous." Yeah.
1: But it is strange yeah. not to make you feel bummed about it. Yeah. Boston is where you think of like this is where oh. the competitors come. Like it may not be the fastest, but yeah. people go to Berlin to qualify. Boston.
2: Well, but I also think people go to Berlin to run fast. People go to Boston Mm -hmm. to have fun. Like I don't think most people like race Boston. People race Berlin. So I just think regardless of the athletes that were there, people were on a mission this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, which is cool.
0: Um, Okay, so race weather wasn't perfect, but it was pretty ideal. The race announcers were like, this is the most amazing weather, which I was like, "Eh, it's a little warm, but
2: yeah. Well, they've done research. Anything over 60 degrees is not optimal for anyone. You know, some people tolerate that better than others. And it doesn't mean it's a disaster. Like, I'm very sensitive to heat. And I did not think it was a disaster, right? You know? Um, <laughs> but I I just knew I was going to need that extra bottle of fluid if I could get it. And I knew that I was going to struggle a little bit more towards the end from the heat than I normally would. And I did. Like, I think, I think you would agree, Meg. Like, I felt like... I was going to be easier for me to break 250 than it was on the day and I felt great like it wasn't a fitness I really thought I'd be like a minute faster with a bigger smile on my face you know so obviously the heat kind of got me in the end I think it was like a twenty-second positive split, so it wasn't like I fell apart from the heat. But I mean, it definitely was impacting a lot. Of, I talked to a couple people. Tommy was one of them. Tommy runs, and yep. um, I mean, poor guy. Like you could tell, he was just struggling from lack of sodium in the finish line. So I talked to him a lot, and I was like, "We'll get you I figured out the for back the next of his time." Shorts had, had so salt much salt on it. Yeah, and that's and pe- he, left and right. People be a heavy were like, "Sweater." That. Yeah, so we talked yeah. about that, and we're like, you know, I was like, "It wasn't your fitness today. It was one hundred percent." lack of sodium. And I think a lot of people got, you know, kind of into that. But so we were coming up on the Brandenburg uh, Gate. And I knew after that was like 400 meters through there. And I always tell Meg, like, I'm not gonna look at my watch, I'm just gonna run a strong race. But I was about 200 meters out from the, the, the gate. And I'm like, look at your watch, you know, and I looked and I was like, oh, you're not going to make this unless you pick this up, Megan. And I did. I felt okay. Like no one feels amazing at the end of a marathon, but I was like, you got to go. So I picked it up as I got under the gate, but I knew everyone was like, there's going to be so many photographers. So I was like, okay, I can't like have the wheels completely fall off yet. Like there's a (laughs) photographer under this gate, right? So I like tried to hold it together, but pick it up. And then that last 400 meters, I looked at my watch one more time and I was like, I don't know if you got this, but you got to give this your all. Like, you came here for a mission. You came here to break 250. You are so close. Like, run your tail off, Megan. Like, this is what I'm telling myself. So, you know, again, like I said, I saw Tommy in the shoot, and I was like, you don't even have a second to say hi to him. Like, you just need to get to that finish line. So I literally just ran as fast as I possibly could, crossed the finish line, hit my watch, and saw that it said... 24955 and my face there's a picture of me at the finish and my face just like lights up when i saw it and i was like oh god i did it and then i went back at my strava and it was like a 554 pace there at the end i was like yeah that sounds about right
1: <laughs> that was nuts but the the crazy thing was and i'm glad i watched you do the marathon because yeah. i thought the finish was the brandenburg gate and i <laughs> yeah. was like holy cow there's like a half mile after yeah yeah the gate
2: yeah. And so yeah. I could
1: see myself going to Berlin and being like, "I'm gonna <laughs> do my sprint to the finish." <laughs> and then you're like, "You gotta keep sprinting." <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy, but it all it all went well. It was good. There was lots of people dead at the finish line, and I had a smile on my face, so that was that was good too. Good marketing for see, Featherstone. <laughs>
0: did you see many people with handhelds, knowing that they one had the option to have bottles out there, and then two that there were no electrolytes?
2: No. No. I did not see many hands. Yeah. In fact, I had a lot of people, like, when Ben Johnson posted those pictures yesterday, like, Megan, why'd you carry a handheld? I'm like, do you listen to anything I say? <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. yeah. Shout out to uh, Rachel, yeah. Ben's wife. Oh. She took some great photos. pictures. I thought pictures. there was at least, like four or five that she got of view that were really good
2: she got really good ones she did catch me so, from mile 15 to 17 i was starting to get a side stitch i think my iron's low i need to get it tested again like i get this funny feeling in my lungs like i can't get enough oxygen when my iron's a little bit low and i started feeling that way at like 15 through 17. So I was taking these really deep breaths and she got this picture of me with my mouth. It's like literally looks like a zero, like sucking in all this air. And so I told mm-hmm. him, I was like, was this, <laughs> I was like this. I told him what was happening. And he goes, oh, just wait till I send you the other pictures. I was like, oh, God, she got like <laughs> the full, the full entourage of that. You
1: know? Well, what was cool about that is you <laughs> always advocate a, if you want to look good for race photos, mm-hmm. get them, uh, you know, have a photographer take them of you yeah. when you're not racing or whatever. Yeah. You you got good yeah. ones and you got to race so mm-hmm. it's like the double yeah. whammy.
0: You win. It
1: was mm-hmm. not you know I don't know if she did any uh, editing to them but they looked they looked good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah I agree. You got to fuel early you got to fuel often and then you can finish with a smile on your face too. It yeah, doesn't have to be a disaster. Uh, um, huh. Okay so
0: you cross the finish line with a smile on your face while everyone else is vomiting because they didn't get in their electrolytes.
1: Sand yeah. is being thrown down oh. everywhere. How I was, like, did you have to throw out your shoes?
2: No, I brought them home. <laughs> okay.
1: yeah. Hopefully in a bag.
2: <laughs> yeah, in a bag. They're still in the exact same bag. I threw them in the closet. Cool.
0: Um, what, I know you made it over to Tracksmith. You got your poster. TBD, if you were the first female there, I'm pretty sure you were. We'll figure this one out later. I'm going to do some investigating. Okay. Um, okay. But what does the recovery look like? Yeah. Well, Was there out. recovery? Time out.
1: What we got to do with that Tracksmith thing, if yeah. we find out that you were the first one back, you took a fantastic photo yeah. of you with your poster Oh yeah! at the track house, I think they it's need time to down. put that in their feed to honor yeah. you for being the first female. I mean, you got to be the first American, right?
2: Yeah. I right. would think so. I don't know. Anyhow. I mean, we really, really moved it over there. I don't know. Megan so, yeah.
1: had a question and I jumped all over it. It was Sorry. The recovery. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I got it out there.
2: Yeah, so went to Tracksmith. At this point, like, I'm like, I have zero interest in food. Oh, wait, I take that back. I drank so much water at the finish line. That's right. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so thirsty, which I knew I was so dehydrated, right? It was, like, very warm out there. So um, I drank, like, four cups of water and then walked to another area and drank two more and just felt human again. Like So I drank a ton of water immediately, which – Sometime backsfires for people, but I wasn't nauseous or anything. So I was like, this is going to be fine. So we went over to Tracksmith and then I went home. So I didn't get back to the hotel. until like, I think it was almost three o'clock, you know, at this point. So I'm like, oh, I should probably shower. So, you know, I go and I, I hop in the shower and I get out and I have a text message that's like, hey, do you want to meet Elliot Kipchoge? You can talk to him. You can ask him questions if you can be here by five. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I promise you, my heart rate was higher then than it was at the end <laughs> of the marathon. First so we'll I got meet myself like I was like, uh, "Is this real?" Like checking my phone again. So um, yeah, I you know quickly got myself ready, walked over a mile to this this other hotel um, to to wait and get get to meet him, and it was pretty pretty surreal.
0: Did he tell you about his nutrition strategy?
2: So I asked some of his NN running team if I could ask how many grams of carbs he takes per hour. And they were like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK, well, that was a really interesting conversation. Um, but I did. I was like, what do the people want to know? They want to know what he ate before he won the, the Berlin Marathon, you know? So I asked him and he got a big grin on his face and he said oatmeal. And I was like, well, what's your favorite food? And he goes, oatmeal. I love oatmeal. <laughs> I was like, well, here we are. You know, sponsored Perfect by some sponsor. oatmeal. It's yeah. Phenomenal. I think his.
1: I think it'd be a little more expensive to get uh, Ilya Kipchoge. But I mean, here's the thing: like, mm-hmm. you know, he is he's gonna go down as a legend in this sport, regardless yeah. of what happens for the rest of his career. Like, right. He's right. already solidified himself as one of the greatest of all times, if not the, the greatest. greatest honor of all yeah. time. Yeah. Um yeah. And you st- you're standing next to him, you're getting your photo with him. Yeah. You know, what, what kind of feeling, like, are you in the moment or is it kind of like, oh, I don't want to bother him? Like, what's going through your head?
2: Oh, 100% in the moment. Yeah. I mean, sure, like, I was trying not to be that person that's asking, like, dumb questions, you know? So, of course, like, there's a little bit of thought, like, holy cow, like, you're around, like, some very serious greatness right here. This is probably a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, but he's you know, everybody describes him as just the kindest, most compassionate, caring person. And that's exactly what he was like, you know, so he was really easy to be around. There was a table of like 12 of us that were just able to just kind of ask him candid questions. And one of them was an eight year old and, you know, asking if his kids know, you know, how famous he is. And he's like, no, they have no clue. (laughs) You know, like, he's just like, no. And he's just given us advice on, you know, life. And it was it was wild. But yeah, I mean, standing next to him, I will say like, it says online, he's, five six and i was like he didn't seem that much shorter than me like i'm sure they're not lying but you know like he wasn't quite well, as he's probably wearing t- yeah probably wearing alpha flies <laughs> he had some slides on that were probably like an inch inch and a half but even still like i'm eleven, and he didn't like appear and he's obviously a very petite guy but yeah i was like yeah but he was so sweet so before he came down um one of his like and then running teammates was asking me about my race. And I was telling him, you know, what I ran. And he was, like, super impressed. And I'm like, well, you guys are, like, elite athletes. Like, sweet of you to be impressed. But, you know. So then when I got to meet him, the same guy comes over. And he's like, Megan, Megan, tell Elliot what you ran today. And I'm, like, totally embarrassed. Like, dude, this guy just won this race. Five-time champion of the Berlin Marathon. Like, world record holder. Like, he's not going to care, you know? But so I'm like, well, this guy's telling me. So I told him. I was like, I just ran, you know, 249, and I turned 40 last weekend. That's when he – the picture of him grabbing my shoulder, and his eyes just totally lit up. And he was like, do you have any idea how wonderful that is? And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, he was just so sweet, so kind. And I, you know, I I think – he knows that he does this for a living so i think when he sees people having success when that's for fun you know i think he really yeah. understands that like this is my job this isn't her job to run fast which was like really cool to see you know plus you don't have so. a
1: whole nn team behind you exactly A uh, right. like training camp right i
2: I'm
0: so glad you told that story because I was so curious of the hand on your shoulder photo, like what was happening right there. Like I also, like if I was you, I'd be like putting that in a frame somewhere. Like I was touched by idiots. (laughs) I've been
2: chosen. (laughs) I'm the chosen chosen one. one.
0: I am am the one now.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was wild. Like, totally. All I wanted was a picture with him. And then to, like, have that moment, I was just like, wow, like, this is crazy. Like, just cra-. And I have to, of course, say thank you to, to Abbott Global because they're the ones who, you know, made this all happen. They're the ones who are taking me on the six-star, you know, journey and were the ones who texted me and said, come on over. You can meet Elliot yeah. Kipchoge. So, you know, the experiences they provided over the weekend were just second to none. So, huge thanks, Abbott. So,
0: no. we... It's an amazing race, amazing day. I mean, you peaked. Yeah. a year with Iliad. You ran a PR. Um, it's only going so it's down time
2: for from bed, there. right?
0: Yeah. What? How are you sleeping after this, Megan? Explain what happens after this lovely day. Mm.
2: So after this, like you know, my my uh, counterparts, aka you guys, weren't there. So I'm like, I don't really have anyone to like hang out with at this point and uh, like you said I've peaked I mean there's no place but down from here at this point like a PR <laughs> in Berlin a shoulder pat from Iliad I mean you know like what the heck so then I, I literally just looked at the rest of the Abbott crew and I was like what are you guys doing totally invited myself to dinner <laughs> totally like weaseled what? my way into their dinner Um, and it was just a blast. Like the, the weekend was quote unquote over from a work standpoint. So everybody was like super relaxed. So we had this kind of family style dinner right across the street. Um, just had a blast sitting there, like getting to know them a little bit better, like on like a friendship level versus like a work level. Um, and then the whole goal was to make it to this Berlin marathon after party that starts at 8 PM the night, you know, after the marathon has happened, which I mean, I feel like we're usually in bed by like nine, right? Like, just, yeah. you know, how would you
1: find out about this party?
2: So, everyone's invited. Like, anyone who runs the marathon can go. But I so had been told, go. I've been told ahead of time that, like, I could not miss this, that this is unique to the Berlin Marathon. No other marathon has a party like this. So, you know me, if somebody tells me it's going to be the party of a century, I'm like, I'll be there. So, That's where we went after dinner. Like the big group of us all went together and, you know, we were able to get like on like the VIP fourth floor of this like castle. So you like looked down on like all the people who were hanging out. So like each level had like different people that could hang out in it. Right. (laughs) And the peasants (laughs) were on the bottom floor. Um, So we get to the top floor and it's like all the elite like German runners like, just partying their faces off. And, like, it was – I've seriously never seen anything like this. Just, like, open bar at the top level, right, where we were had, like, an open bar. I think everywhere else, like, you know, it was, like, a normal, you know, party. So we're sitting up there, and I'm just looking over. Like, I've never seen this many people in my life. And it's just, like, a straight-up rager. And then all of a sudden – I didn't realize that they were going to bring Kipchoge in. So they bring him through all these people. And we're able to watch from above, like, all these, like, the people. They look like ants from where we're standing. and how they're uh-huh. swarming him and how they're protecting him. And I was just like, this is wild. Like, we'd never do this like, where's in the, the U.S. video of
1: that?
0: Yeah, I have it. She posted it. No, yeah, no, I have not it.
2: Not that. Like, I want the guy
1: on. Remember when Kipchoge walked through yeah. Boston and there was video yeah. of yeah. him being. I want that yeah. video of him yeah. walking through a rave.
2: Yeah. I mean it ju- I have it from above we could zoom in and yeah. like see like all the and they had the female winner as well kind of like beh- I mean insanity like just I've never seen anything like this in my life and at some point, all of a sudden, I looked down and it was 3 a.m. and my Uber was coming at 6:30 to take me to the airport, and I hadn't packed yet. So I was like, "Guys, I gotta go." The rest of the crew was still like partying hard, and I'm like, "I I really like actually have to go home because I have to go home to America." So I don't even know how late the rest of the party you know went on, but it was wild. To yeah. America. The
0: fact that you. Yeah. What time did you wake up for the marathon?
2: Uh, 5 a.m. Yeah.
0: So you were up from five a.m., ran a marathon, mm-hmm. and stayed out until three a.m. That's mm-hmm. endurance right there. That's Epic. champion status.
2: Dancing that's our pants family. off, like just dancing, like yeah. crazy humans. Like everybody's like, "You ran today?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got the bracelet. See, I ran today." And we were just dancing. Like, it was really something. See,
0: That's probably part mm-hmm. of the uh, active recovery. It's all I
1: feel fine.
2: Yeah. I feel okay. Like I Wait, do. What I'm, shoes
1: were you wearing mm-hmm. at the? What shoes were you wearing at the party?
2: Um, Megan and I's favorite casual wear shoes. Some casual shoes. They're trash now, though. Like, because people were stepping on my toes. Like, yeah. Gonna need to replace those. Sweets. Did you leave
1: them in Germany?
2: Not those. Yeah, okay. I didn't leave those in Germany. I left Wait, another. You didn't
1: pa- leave anything there.
2: Yeah. No, I left. I brought like a really old pair of daily trainers that I left because I they were like done, and I only had to run like a three mile and a four mile, so I was like, I'll just take those and then leave them and bring some fun stuff home. So what did crazy. you bring for the kids? Um, they wanted these stuffed animals. There's like some brand that's unique to Germany, Steiff, S-T-E-I-F-F, something like that. So I got them each a stuffed animal. And then of course, yeah, they wanted like, um, food from there. So like actual waffles. I brought a couple of soft pretzels home, some candy, the German Haribo gummy bears that are supposedly better than what we have here. So just some fun stuff like that. And they were, they were stoked. They were really excited.
0: What a good recap. I mean, I'm excited to go to Berlin. I was just going to say, like, amazing.
2: if anyone – I was a little bit hesitant, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's really far away. I didn't really know a whole lot about Germany. But if I haven't just sold that this is, like, the most epic marathon experience, it was.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're not going to answer any listener questions today because this <laughs> we was talked too much fun. And we chatted all things Berlin, <laughs> which is my preference anyway. Um, so yeah. hopefully you guys enjoyed this conversation and learned a little bit more about nutrition and feeling for a marathon, specifically Berlin. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have a question that we haven't answered, you can always send us an email at fuelforthesoulpodcast@gmail.com, and we'll answer it here on the show. All right, that's it for this week.
1: Absen und Karotten.
2: That peas that's and carrots. Peas and
0: carrots.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do it again. The sound. Absen und Karotten. Absen <laughs> und Karotten. Danke schön for listening. Okay. <laughs> Eat your pretzel. <laughs> now we dance. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, no, uh,
0: Alright, I'm going to end this officially now. Okay, bye.
1: <laughs> I don't know no <laughs>
2: Of my oatmeal. Yeah, that's what Kipchoge eats. Mm Oh, he eats oatmeal. (laughs) Oatmeal. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) You always have to take it to another level. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
2: Wow. (sighs) Could he heal my feet? Like, is he like Jesus? Could he heal my broken <laughs> big toes? Okay. Like, that would so be great. A foot rub from Iliad <laughs> no. Only okay. if he can heal me. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, it was so good, it was so good.
1: Iliad, yeah. you've got an open invitation.
2: It's all right here, right back in the end.
1: Well, there's the <laughs> part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell
1: me where Iliad touched you. <laughs> Actually, that should go in.
2: (laughs) Oh my god, my eyes are watering. Or I'm crying. I don't. All right. (laughs) He didn't get to to talk enough this episode, so here it comes.
1: (laughs) I should probably say it in German. Dr. Shane for listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The accent is so much for me. Oh.